the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Oh my goodness. Hi, welcome in. Hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Beautiful Saturday morning live and in person here at the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. Braden Gunn along with Carlos, the Cuban redneck Lopez, uh, Bill George, and Diego all hanging out here this morning. Uh, if you kind of missed out on the last part of the second, uh, first hour talking about the uh, catfish event coming up on June 19th, Sad to say that it's going up against the Panfish Challenge, but if you can't make it up to that one, you want to go just up to Carrollwood. If you want to hang well, around Tampa, you can do it there. There's there's a big difference between the two tournaments. One oh, is, there is. One is I'm I'm sure if you have no boat, um, and Jim's boats are all rented out. If they are, then you can go to the Carrollwood event and it's going to be the back shore. fishing. Yeah. Sure. And it's catch and release, too, by the way. The catfish tournament is, uh, uh, but as uh, Alan said, they're going to be tagging one special, kind of like what they did for General Sumter. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some special prizes on the uh, tagged fish. But uh, fishing teams consist of one adult and one child, 12 and under. So that's it has to be a little fishing team there. There's limited capacity for this event, so all the participants must be registered uh, the day, including uh, free activities. They're going to have a DJ, food truck, free classes from the FWC, and Tampa Bay Junior Bass Club will be there as well. And uh, I did find the event. I'm going to try to find a, a link. I know Alan's going to send us a flyer with more information on it. But if you go to eventbrights.com, or uh, let me see, get here. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, God, this is a long email we'll just address. Put something up. <laughs> Eventbrite.com slash Carrollwood Village. Uh, I mean, that's pretty convoluted. But if you just go to Eventbrite.com, look for under events. Uh, I'm sure that you'll be able to navigate your way through there to find out and get more information on it. But it's their first annual one, and uh, we'd like to help help them uh, get full capacity on this thing. So. Did a lot they, of people can get say, out there and have fun. Did it say, Braden, on the site? What's the limited what's no, the it full d- capacity? No, it doesn't give us the uh, event, but it says that all participants must be registered mm-hmm. so that that way they do know and that way they can let people know, hey, look, we're full, you know, and can't come out. So uh, it's, you know, whatever it is. Well, it, but, it also makes sure that they're prepared for sure. the amount of food. You got to know how many hot dogs else. you got to make, man. Yeah, the food trucks you do have to pay for. It goes from 8 a.m. until 1 o'clock, so it's not a full day uh, beating you up at the same exact time as our tournament, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, June 19th is when it's happening at the Carrollwood Village Park. It's at 4680 West Village Drive over in Tampa, Florida. It's not very far. I think I know where that is. I think me and my brother went there and um, threw a couple of things in the water. Okay. They were on the end of a string. Refrigerator? No, we were there, you know, on the end of a string pra- on a pra- rod. And practicing casting? Just practicing. Gotcha. Just doing some practicing there. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we were very sure that there was fishing allowed there. So 
It's kind of a testing the waters. Kind of like you know doing a Bill George thing. We're not fishing. We just have weights tied to the end of our lines. Uh, there's nothing here to catch. Anything. But now that we know the fishing is allowed there, I have to put that one on the list. Take, so take B and uh, take a little marker. Yeah. Ding. We're done. We're all good with that. So anyway, uh, if you got time, go. We're gonna get a link on that our Facebook page as soon as we get to flyer and all that kind of good stuff, so that you too will know exactly where to go. It'll be a good time had by all. So also going and continuing in our vein of fishing, Bill George said he was going to wait until the 8 o'clock hour to dive into the trout redfish snook, uh, you know, conundrum that's still happening here in the Tampa Bay area. What do you have to add to our already frustrating lives? Well, there's uh, some good news and bad news. Uh, Do we want the bad news first? Well, no, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Right now, well, yeah, good news, bad news would be a mixed right, bag. Right, right now, <laughs> they are talking about opening up Tampa Bay North for trout, redfish, and snook, and letting the executive order sunset. Now, what what do they consider to be north? Yeah, north of Gandy, north no, no, of Tampa Bay, the, like the the mouth of Tampa Bay North. Okay. How can that be Tampa Bay North? Anything that's like There's north a map. of the Skyway? There's a map. There's a, yes, north of the Skyway. So they consider south of the Skyway, uh, South Tampa so if, Bay? if you're on the other side of the bridge, you're no. it's not legal. But From the mouth of Tampa Bay North. Build a wall. They're talking about opening up in all of Tampa Bay. Maybe they should put one of those little floaty things across the bay like they used to put in the public pools, you know, with the little floats and the ropes so you know exactly where the dividing now, line now, is. Now, even though... Even though that there were, were all these closures were all due to quote abundance of concern out of red tide, even though all their science says there is no long term negative effects, they are still looking to keep it closed from the mouth of Tampa Bay south down through the Collier County area. Uh, you know, Gordon Pass is what they're calling it. Um, I do believe that's the boundary line, but they're looking to keep. Snook and redfish closed. Let you keep some trout, but oh. no more than six per boat. Okay. Six so, per boat? Yep. So even though we had new trout regulations come into play, okay, we while while we were uh, closed under executive order, what, what I always call due process, okay, there is a way that rules and regulations get done here in the state of Florida. Laws get passed by the legislators. Everything gets no, you know, you know, rules from FWC or DOT. They all get put into the 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 law, the statutes, and those statutes go out in draft form. Then they go and they get final form. You can fast track it sometimes, but there's there's ways you give notice. There's ways people have a legal opportunity to participate um, and challenge it and this and that. And that's the right way to do things in this state. Emergency orders or executive orders um, should be limited to immediate threats and needs and, and things along that nature where you don't have the time to go through that. We've had years, and this continuing the closure is not about the population and whether or not it was hurt by red tide. It's about groups of people 
and and some of them are captains, and then there's other people who are just love to catch a lot of snook or or redfish. They just that they don't care about keeping them, or don't want you to catch anything at all. And and, and there's people who don't want you to keep anything at all out there, but those people uh, are very loud and very active, and so you know they're looking to do that. And and I have a real problem with managing long term under executive order. And if it were up to well, me, and what I'm going to should an executive order be temporary? That's what he said. Yeah, no, no, it be for it's only going to be for another year. Shoot. Another year, just just one more year. So we're now they're looking at what four years of closure? Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts. You were talking yeah. about this almost three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let me get back to it when we come back. Yeah, it's break. frustrating, man. Frustrating. It is, and and the thing is, is I I think that maybe the governor jumped the gun because uh, somebody came up, whispered in his ear, and said we need to do this. It's an emergency thing, and it'll make you look really good. This it'll make you look really good and popular. Governor. Well, he's the one who put out the executive order, no, isn't he? No, the executive director of FWC. All right, we'll get back to it when we come back. FWC. Okay, we're going to take a fast. Okay, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our friends at Brandon Ford. Stay there, we'll be back. Morning, everybody. We are live and in person. If you want to give us a call, you know you're always welcome to 888 404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. It's pretty so. easy to remember. And uh, we were, uh, before the break, discussing some of the ongoing. I know that it's kind of been put on the back burner of a lot of people's minds because with uh, the COVID restrictions kind of now being lifted a little bit and people are getting out and doing a little bit more and uh, going back to work. Even though everything I drive by, it seems that there's a help wanted sign out front of, but yet somehow or another, no one wants to seems to work. Um, uh, it's uh, a little convenient from a convenience store to any restaurant, any business, man, they're all, I mean, every, I think every other ad on my uh, social media page is, uh, you know, thrown up there for, for jobs looking people looking for jobs so or or at least businesses looking for workers for those jobs but uh you know that was always the excuse of one of the reasons why we had to uh continue the show uh shutdown at least by some of the mouths out there that are running into the ears of the fwc was look how many people are out on the water every day that are just murdering the crud out of the fish out there they're catching all the fish and if each one of those people keeps uh five fish per boat and there's a thousand fish out there that's five thousand fish a day well, that are being ripped out of tampa bay well i don't th- while there is a lot more boats out there i don't know that there's that many active fishermen out there just like if you turn around and look at how many people go to the beach they're not all fishing and they're not all in the water correct <laughs> some of them are just there enjoying the sun and the you know, the breeze and the smell of the salt water. Yeah, you know? go to Lake Seminole. Uh, 90% of the people, there'd be 
five boats around the lake but, fishing, and the rest of them were out hydrosliding or skiing or riding jet skis and all the other you, stuff. You also have to be proficient in catching fish as well. Well, that's but, true. But back, back to what you were talking about, the executive order, it is not done by the governor of this state. This governor is not the one uh, closing it down. It is the executive director of FWC. Who is that? His name's Eric Sutton. Okay. Um, you know, and and I I will tell you I don't know that he's in a tough spot. You know, in some sense, um, but uh, I I disagree, high, highly disagree with managing via executive order, and and he has had the support of the commissioners. Okay, and when you have the support of the commissioners, just make a rule, just just propose a new rule. And we but you have to let us know about that new rule. You, you got to let it, people know about the rule and do do notice and and all kinds of stuff. But the public, it, it you you should not turn around the executive order when FWC has rulemaking authority. They're given rulemaking authority, but they have to give right to due process. And the legal way of due process is by drafting rules, making rules. You know, having meetings on the rules and passing rule changes. And the executive order that would be forthcoming is solely due to user preference, not due to a issue in the fishery. And that is the exact wrong reason to use executive order. Well, what, should, I, what I gathered, Bill, was what you said was they did not put it in a public forum they had secret little meetings with people what? that would actively benefit from having it closed that that was in the last before the last commission meeting okay mm. and they got beat up pretty hard on that they they did and as a result they had a series of other small workshops where it was my invitation pretty much only, okay, mm -hmm. in order to keep the numbers low. And then they had some online workshops, which was open to the public. And then they had a uh, – they actually did go out there and email everybody with a saltwater license. And they did a lot of public outreach that they did had not done up in that point. I didn't get an email. And – and it, and you? It, nope. Nope. It was, it was um, a lot that was done – up until the point of trying to, to reach out to these stakeholders. And they have had more feedback in this, from what I just heard on Friday, and, and they did they did take the time to reach out to me and to call me and talk to me about how I felt on, on the proposal. Um, you know, they did get more feedback than they've ever got. What, but ki what kind it, of feedback? It's though? very mixed feedback. And and the thing is, when it's it's it, if it's very mixed, okay, you you don't exclude a minority. To even if your majority is something, you, if your minority has rights, you don't sit there and say, "Well, the vast majority of people don't don't want to keep fish." For themselves, so you can't keep any fish. That, that's not how that should work. You know, this is a fishery, and this the the public trust doctrine has is very specific about keeping fisheries open to the public. 
you know, that is very, very specific with, when it comes to fisheries. When it gets into inland stuff and game management, it, it's kind of like adopted but, but isn't always there. When it comes to navigation in the navigable waters and your rights to the fish, it, it's very clear. So in all in all, what are we supposed to do about it now that uh, the commission – is uh you know kind of put it on the back burner. I mean, well, it's, it's going to be back it's going to be brought up again on the uh, on Thursday. the agenda on Thursday. So you got to write your comments in now, or and do or it again, call. or call in, or do the video or, hoochie jigger, or whatever it is, and get it back on there the, and and let them know. The thing is this: I'm they, done with this crap. We we have yeah. we we have done a good job of trying to push Tampa Bay, and. As of right now, they are looking at opening Tampa Bay up. Okay, but that's that's from the mouth of the bay to the north. Well, what that's going to do is it's going to turn around like any time else that we've had closures. Everybody from the closed area, if they wish to participate, are going to come up here. Okay, so you have you have people from just south of Tampa Bay. All those people. That's an easy boat ride. There's a bunch of boat ramps. There's Tampa Bay has a lot of access points, so your ability to come up here is is good. Now I'm not, I don't, I'm all for people coming up here if that's it, but I'm not for keeping it closed down there just because they have a preference point pushing all the people that want to fish and keep up here when it can be biologically open there. Well. Put in your two cents worth out on uh, the event on Thursday. Make sure that you uh, can go do your comments, questions, put it in there, write them, do what you got to do. If you think that it should be open, then go for it. If it, you don't, then uh, don't. It, and uh, I, my way of, of, of dealing with it is, as I told Carlos, I write my comments, I put them in there, and uh, I did mine with my wallet. I did not buy the Sportsman's Gold for the first time in probably 20 years. Uh, that uh, I said, you know what, I'm just going to get what I want to get, and uh, when hunting season comes back around, I'll get my hunting license and my management stamp and everything else that I need, and that's as far as it's going to go. But what else did you say, Braden, during the break? You told me that 20 of your friends at least that you know have done the same thing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think that's the same thing that everybody should do. If you're not going to give me a a credit on my sportsman's gold for a snook stamp, if you're not going to – uh, help me out in any kind of way like that, then you know what? And, Fool me once. And and my brother did the exact same thing, and I, I relayed that to one of the commissioners that did come to the meetings, Commissioner Soul. He, and, and my brother always bought a sportsman's gold license, always. I did too. And now he's he's done. He, he has lost faith. In the FWC, and that's the part that can that that's a part that I, I I don't like, and that's where I don't want to see them go down the path of continuing to use executive order. I'm for letting the executive order dissipate or or rescind it immediately, which is what I thought should have happened a long time ago. But then go through the legitimate rulemaking process. People said to me. When we lose, when we go from four trout to three trout, that's like in the middle of the closure. Sure. Okay. Remember, because but, it was going to be overfished, but because people couldn't keep reds and snook, so but, we've got to close trout just to protect the trout. But nothing I, to do with red tide. I will tell you, it is a direct quote from one of the one of the guides that were at one of these private meetings was. 
Just give them anything. They'll be happy to have something. And, you know, just keep, keep, keep the rest of it closed. Well, that's what they're looking to do down south. Just give them a couple trout. Yeah. Okay. You can keep sheep's head. You can go for your mangrove snapper. You can oh my uh, gosh. go catch as many ladyfish as you want. It's all good. I, you know, uh, I a couple just, of jacks. I was just being told by a, a, a captain yesterday about how sheephead have taken a pound. Huge hit. They have been taking a pound. And so the mangrove because, snapper. Because and cobia. Because of the closure. And triple tail. And everything but, else that, uh, you know, these guides and all these people got on social media going, there are other fish you can go and catch and eat, man. Okay. Yeah, go but you go know, get those. You know go what, offshore. You know what my gripe is, and I told you off the air, if they, they have it closed now for three years, what bothers me is if the red tide does come in and it does kill all those fish, then we wasted all those fish. We couldn't get to keep one for three years. If your kid's 11 years old, and you can't keep one for three years. It's fourteen until he can eat his first snook. That I, I find that to be outrageous. It's wrong. Unless you go buy one I, at the store. Yeah, Isn't I will good. not but. go and waste my time to go fishing for a day. And I usually let go most of the stuff I catch, but I'll keep one or two to eat, just but, like a lot of people I know, friends of mine. But the when they're looking at the trout down south, six per vessel is what they're recommending, is the limit, and I have a problem with per vessel things okay um who gets the ticket okay <laughs> if if i take you Braden, out carlos Braden, and, and mike out and we go fishing and i keep nothing i catch nothing i take you you all keep three fish which is your limit so now we have nine fish on the boat who gets the ticket and who keeps the fish i don't know but you know what i know who gets? Uh, do I get a ticket because I didn't catch a single fish? Sure, we should all get tickets. I don't know. I'll Who gets a, a ticket? Who's uh, liable? I'll all give I, a fake name. All I know is if you really want to get their attention, just go catch a tiger shark and go to the Chaz and Whiskas Springs and play with it in the water. Get it on social media and they'll get in contact with you real quick. It's really simple. Why are you looking at them? Just like go that? get a target shark. Go go play, <laughs> go play with it somewhere else. Put about five of them in there. Sure. All right, we're taking a break. Bottom of the hour. Here we go. It's Bigger Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. Bigger Wild Outdoors, Braden Carlos, Bill George, Diego, hanging out with you this morning. If you want to give us a call, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. You uh, are more than welcome to uh, call in and see. Uh, by the way, a little Toby Benoit update after his little snake bite incident. I have to uh, put out a correction there. I thought that Toby had been bit and finally went to the hospital after a week. Uh, that is not true. It was 15 days. <laughs> 15 well, days well, before well, he actually went and seeked uh, medical attention. Well, 15 days of, uh, man, my leg just doesn't seem to be he's, healing. He's I trying just to shake know. it off like a dog. Shake it off, man. It's put, some, put some ice on that. Uh, but uh, he did want me to remind everybody last week and again this week, it is summer. Uh, everything is active. Everything is outgrowing and moving and doing things. And uh, that includes the venomous snakes that we have within the state of florida as well as alligators and everything else so remember as always 
Uh, just because there wasn't an alligator in that pond yesterday does not mean there is not one there today. Uh, point of of interest, yesterday during the uh, football soccer tournament going on, we were in an area where it was surrounded by a lot of water and high fences, and a ball went over the fence. And, of course, kids being kids, they ran immediately over and one hopped over the big chain link fence to which one of the referees was blowing the whistle like a madman, saying, don't go over there, don't go over there, let it go, let it go. Uh, there have been gators and to be known in the large gators to be known in that area, so that's why there's a fence there. So kid was like, threw the ball back over. He's like, I didn't see the gators. He goes, just because you don't see one doesn't mean he's not there. No. And I thought, God, that's always well. something you're going to hear in Florida. Don't climb that fence. There could be a gator on the other side. <laughs> But so be out there, whatever it is you're going to do, get out in the woods like a day like today. It's beautiful. Uh, you're going to go uh, oh, stroll today, through. Today would be an excellent day for a nice bike ride in the woods. It would or, also be a good day to go out and encounter a lot of snakes because uh, it was a little cool last night and this morning. So they're going to be out there in the sun, kind of warming up a little bit. So they might be a little more uh, visual. You might be yeah. able to see them. But just 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 be careful. If you're going to go out there and let the kids run around and be loud, crazy out in the woods kind of thing. Yep. Even in your own backyard, uh, especially when it comes to alligators. Hey, Father's Day is coming up. Get those snake boots. Yeah, you could do that. Snake uh, boots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to have some snake boots, bro. They're hot. I know. I don't Depends. like them. Depends. No, my, it doesn't depend. My Rockies were the most comfortable snake boots. Uh, they were nice. They were Gore-Tex. What do you mean, they, what were? Well, because I wore them out in the in, Inside, like, uh, was starting to come my, out. With my them Rockies leaked mm. like a sieve from day one. Not mine. And, and they turned around and they squeaked. Mine didn't squeak. Mine were I, Maybe I got like, the good. You sound like SpongeBob. Yeah, squeak. But yep. uh, I got the super high ones. You know, the lace up ones, not the zip up ones, but the the lace up jobbers. Don't they, make, don't they make new ones? Well, yeah, you got another pair. Yeah, I, I, I would love to get another pair of them. I, I liked them. I thought they were good. I got a pair of lacrosse, and they're good. They but, uh, lacrosse is like uh, but, one of the most recommended ones yeah, out there. But they, they, like Bill said, they are kind of clunky, man. I feel like I'm wearing like ski boots or something. Like well, I'm walking wait, on the moon. Mine were as comfortable as, as mm. sneakers, man. These they were, were really rig- good. rigid, very rigid. The thing is, you know, you know, you can wear chaps too. That, you know, you could just do gator, uh, the the snake chaps. Well, that's what I, that's what I told Toby. Hey, man, gotta put, get some chaps. I've seen them. You yeah, know, I mean, 30, 40 Toby bucks. Toby got snake bit when he fell in going through some some brush. That can happen okay. to anybody, man. But the thing is, that snake boot. If you're falling on him, he's he's gonna bite you potentially, no matter what in the boots. But where he got whacked, it was your typical spot, right okay. on the side of the calf, you know, but, on the outside. But but I turn around and I looked at it like this. I went hog hunting with a number of guys who. Let's just say are in the woods about five nights a week in this and that. Every last one of them, an old pair of tennis shoes or anything like that. And they're encountering more stuff than than the average guy does in, in many, many years. And it just... You, you, it's the luck of the draw, man. It is. You know? Uh, I've gotten lucky. I mean, I've, I've done the emergency uh, breaking type thing when you're walking through the woods and you're like hooky dooking along and all of a sudden... Ah! Okay, buddy, hang on there. What's that I'm, white cotton ball looking I, at me? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go this way, you go that way, kind of deal. I, I mean, I've, it's it's happened more than once on I, that. I've, I've never encountered any rattlesnakes or things like that or pygmies, but 
Oh, I did see a coral snake once, and and I have run into a, quite a few moccasins. Uh, moccasins are always that, and I oh. I seem to be the pygmy rattler uh, magnet. I'd be able to spot. You know what? It's like walking through the woods with Glenn. Once you have that picture of a spear point or a arrowhead or something that's in your mind, it, it's it's ingrained in it, his head. And and he could be walking, and seventeen people could walk by it, and he would walk by, and out of the corner of his eye, go, oh. Uh, whatever point, I mean, he'll know what it is, and boom, there it is. I'm like, how in the heck did he's, you see he's, that? He's the whisperer. Yeah, so he, he nods it. So I'm the same way when it comes to pygmy rattlers. I'm walking through the woods like, oh, there's one right there. Oh, there's another one right over there. Watch where you're going. <laughs> it's, there's there's it's, years I see a lot of them when I'm turkey hunting. I did not see a lot of pygmies this last year. Um, it's the ones you don't see that get you. But, you know. The, the ones you see are all good. You're like, I got, I got you, buddy. The We're previous year, it was that big, humongous diamondback that had, I walked almost on top of, walked right past him, and then and he all didn't of a sudden, say boo. he didn't say anything. He to didn't you. say anything till yeah. I got past him, and then I started hearing what sounded like a heater going off. Yeah. Now this is my bad hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this. I am, I am. Three quarters of a mile back off of the road. <laughs> By somebody's and I'm heater. sitting there saying, who the heck has a heater running out here? <laughs> he, he called me on the phone. He told me that. And I go, you don't think getting a hearing aid's a good idea <laughs> no, now? You so think there's funny. a feeder like a mile in uh, uh, where, where there shouldn't be one? And, and you think it's it's a feeder? He didn't, th- he didn't thump you at all? He didn't. No, 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 no. And I'm turning around. And I'm looking. And it's like, okay, that <laughs> heater isn't stopping. It, and I, they're about five feet away from me. He's he's about a foot and a half off the ground, all cocked back, big old head, ready to go. And I'm like, oh, that's the noise. <laughs> that's that's where I told him, man, you really need to do something about that. I so, think that I think it depends on the time of year, and of course, if they're the, you know what it is. I've walked through rattlesnakes before on uh, the tip of uh, Ross Island. I walked through. I walked in, and when I turned around to walk back out, there were rattlesnakes everywhere. Yeah, and I was like, where are the did I just walk past every single one of these things uh, with my dog, and not one of them gave me a warning or anything? Well, it was breeding season, so they're the last thing they're worried about is me. Yeah, you know, there's some chicken heat out there, you know, leaving a scent trail, and all the guys were coming out going, "Where's you? Where's you?" They didn't care about me. Oh, we did see one on Honeymoon Island when I took Eric out there for that uh, school project. There was one on on the sand. Dude, but if you, there. but if you, uh, you know, if you catch them when they're getting ready to shed or anything, you know, they get a little more bitey. You know, they can't see very well, and, uh, you know, they are pit vipers, so they detect your heat, and they just kind of, you know, shoot blindly, you know, at you, and it's, you know, they're just doing it for their no, own protection, so. The vast majority of diamondbacks, I, I don't bother. Um, that particular one, I did, I had left my gun there. I was just trying to roost a bird, and uh, I left my gun in the truck and ended up uh, just saying, well, how am I going to get that snake? And I ended up whacking them on the head with a, a branch and then reaching in real quick with my clippers and clipped his head off, and then he ate well. See, I know, I, rattlesnakes, I got no qualms. I let them go. It's no big deal. I've said it on the show a million times. About but, 90% of the time I but, do. But uh, pygmies and, uh, and uh, cottonmouths, no. No, they, so. they, they got to go. It's not just because of me, it's for the next guy. That's the way I'm looking at it. I know that, 
you know, you see people posting things, uh, you know, that I don't normally kill a snake, but it was in the yard. I got two small kids and yada, 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 yada. And so yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've all been there when it comes to that kind of stuff. So uh, for that kind of situation, sure. But if he's out there in the middle of nowhere and you're out there tromping around in his backyard, then I say, uh, uh, you know, go ahead and just yeah. leave well, it alone. Like I that, that last moccasin uh, was about five footer in that cypress stump that I almost touched. Uh, Eric told me, oh, Dad, there's a big snake. And I said, wow. Well, yeah. I gave him a pass because we were in the swamp, in Green Swamp, and he's probably never seen a human back there. We had no <laughs> business being there. <laughs> so like, he, I, I didn't. I, who I, are I, you? I, yeah, I just left him alone in his log. Well, hey, listen, I, uh, before we get into uh, crazy talk or anything, I just wanted to kind of give this out. I. Uh, I wanted to say thank you again to Brandon Ford for them uh, stepping up and helping us out again this year for the Panfish Challenge. They donated some cash so that we're uh, probably going to be able to extend the payout a little bit past fifth place and all that kind of good stuff. Wow, they just be... always come forward, man. They always support everything. And I was uh, you know, saying thank you and all that stuff. And Brooksy said, hey, man, uh, don't forget, we got the uh, Brandon uh, Trade-a-thon going on right now. Uh, if you remember the old... Brandon Ford commercials where, uh, you know, they were talking about they'll make trades with anything and, uh, you know, bring in your uh, your billy goat and all that other stuff like that. I remember, and I remember one time we were talking about it, and uh, I think the, the strangest thing they ever took on trade was two uh, funeral plots or, you know. Funeral plots? <laughs> yeah, you know, where you bury yeah. people or something? I mean, uh, but um, – they're doing the trade-a-thon right now, and uh, Brooksy says they'll be taking cars, boats, motorcycles, RVs, campers, uh, jet skis, anything like that you want to do. It'll all go to reduce your payments into one. Unload uh, all the other toys no longer needed to pay for this, or they'll just flat out buy your vehicle outright. And they're saying crazy trades will be taken. Not sure what to take. Then give them a call. We'll give yep. you more details when we come back from break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Carlos, Bill, George. I don't know what they're discussing in there, but every time we go to break, he's got to go in there and chit-chat with Diego. The what, do you guys swapping recipes or the, something the, in there? What the, are you doing, the, man? The whispering, whispering. God, what are you guys doing the in there? The thing is, if, if I talk to you about everything I want to talk to you about in break, then I don't talk to you about it when we're on Oh, the so this is your way of uh, excommunicating yourself yes. so that we uh, yes. we don't he we just don't tries to, topic? He, he just tries to spread himself around everywhere. Ah, I got gotcha. you. That's what it is. Uh, hey, listen, again, before the break, I wanted to make mention of this one, and we'll do it again before the end of the show, but uh, Brandon Ford is doing their uh, trade-a-thon going on right now. They're taking anything on trade, uh, cars, boats, motorcycles, RVs, campers, jet skis, and much, much more. And if you want to, uh, if you got a vehicle laying around, or they'll just buy it. They'll just buy your vehicle outright, and uh, 
and they'll do it. What was I, I? You know the old Wayne Hammond commercial. I can't remember. It was from something something to Billy Goats. Do you remember that? I, I can't remember what the something uh, something I, was. I remember the from, Billy Goat commercial. <laughs> I don't. I, you I, know, and I, that's the thing where certain commercials just get in your head. Yeah, and, and, and it stayed there forever. And I think I actually one time we were out there doing a remote broadcast. I think it was out there with maybe Hank Dale, the old days at QYK and. I think he asked him uh, then. He's like, "What's the great? Where's the weirdest thing you ever took in on trade?" And he said, two uh, burial plots." That's to bury the competition. Ah, yeah. ah, ah there you go. just write that down. Oh, my yeah, it just came to me, man. It's like a Steve Austin. Real I mean, quick. Think about it. You real know, quick. it's probably five grand a piece or whatever it costs to uh, you know put uh, old lady Hubbard in well, the ground or something. It depends where it is. Yeah, it depends on where it is. If it's, yeah. if it's at Paradise Village, I, I don't know anymore. But Carrollwood, you know. <laughs> Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're going on right now, the trade-a-thon. So if you've got a uh, car, truck, or boat, or motorcycle, or jet ski, or anything you're scooter not using mo- anymore. Scooter, moped. Yeah, okay. sure. I, yeah. yeah, whatever. If it's worth something, go trade it in. They're doing the crazy trade. Going up the rails with the crazy trades. Don't do that. Why, that would be a really good commercial to do that. I know you know all the songs. And then uh, they'll also uh, buy your vehicle right out. Right out from underneath. You don't want it. I it's miss, all good. I miss Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I miss Glenn Kinman. If, if, you if, if you're somebody who needs some money for a down payment, have you seen that there's like a 1000 to $1,500 reward out there right now on something? Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, you, sh- I know you showed that, it to me. I think somebody was actually putting up some money for the Tiger Shark fiasco. Uh, well, well, this uh, the one that I saw was there was an alligator that had tape on its eyes and tape around its snout. It had been had its legs taped up tight. All four legs. They only showed one set of legs in the picture. I saw the back but, legs, but they they turn around. And this alligator was swimming over in the Wakaiva area, Seminole County. And their Gatorland has uh, offered part of the reward. Um, some other people have offered some reward money up on it. Um, but I think it's up to $1,500 for reward on who did this to that alligator. And it's like, I, I, I know how it happened nobody did that on purpose yes they did do it on purpose wait a minute so so, you got a a snout taped up with uh with duct Duct tape tape. legs taped up with uh, electrical tape electrical tape but they had been the the legs had come apart uh the the rear legs or front legs well i'm i don't know which legs it was based upon the video that they showed but now when you saw a picture you said you saw a picture of its legs taped up was but, it well, the back no, no. legs or it, front legs it had the tape still around like one of the legs oh okay but it had, the legs were no longer together and the snout and the eyes were taped so front- this wasn't it doesn't sound to me like this is like some animal cruelty thing it sounds like a got away a, from like somebody. an escapee or yeah, something that's from, what i'm thinking a trapper or something, yeah, you think? That, that's that's what happens a lot. And that exactly the way that alligator was is how a nuisance trapper would secure an animal. When they when they come into your neighborhood, they don't that, that alligator's not dispatched there. 
ninety percent of the time. How big an alligator was this one? It was wasn't it like small. It wasn't small. Six footer, no, ten, it nine, eight. That. It was over that. It's probably about eight, eight or nine. Footer? Eight or nine. Yeah. So do you think maybe he was in the process of taping it up and it, you know, gave him a good whack across the head, did a wiggle wiggle right into the water? No, or I if it were me, and, and I can almost guarantee you what happened is the people probably had a pickup truck and they had captured the alligator somewhere, had it in the back of the pickup truck, and were were working either another alligator on another nuisance call or something else. And that sucker got out. And, and the they got the legs out, and even though he's taped up, he still crawls and climbs and does everything but he it, can. But he didn't have tape on his front legs. I didn't see tape yeah. on the front. Oh, well, if his front legs are free, that sucker can climb up over the edge of a truck. But but they turn around, and that's most likely what happened. And when I, when I was talking to somebody at FWC in the, you know, one of their programs there. Oh, but no nuisance trap were reported losing one. But did they, but was <laughs> there a, but was there Who's a call gonna... a nuisance trapper call in the general general area? area? Sure, you know, because yeah, that'll kind of say hey uh, narrow it down a yeah, little bit you know. to uh, you know Mister well, uh, yeah. whatever so that he can go and. But I don't know if it was. I don't think it's a case of animal cruelty. I don't no. think somebody was out there intentionally doing that to an alligator. And he got loose. And he got and he got out, got loose. Now that seems like a mistake, man. Yeah, it's Listen, a mistake. I can tell you, the vast majority of the people who would kill an alligator and and would want to eat that alligator or something like that, they're not hauling a live alligator around. Nope. Okay. Chances are they're not hauling anything but the tail of the alligator yeah, out of there. They're, they're gonna they're gonna take what they want and, and, and leave the rest. Leave leave the rest. Well, you know that brings up something. I, I the only alligator thing I ever saw on social media this past week was somebody who, of course, is one of the animal people who was screaming up a fit that somebody had gone out and murdered a, an alligator and just left it behind for no apparent reason, and then it took, of course, people who know. Uh, looking at the picture, there was a big bull alligator off to the side of it, not too far away, in the same exact picture that she took of the dead alligator, which was rolled over on its back. And he said, uh, you know, lady, no no poacher worth is anything is going to just cut the legs off of it and leave the rest behind. Yeah. Uh, chances are this was a victim of... Uh, you're in my territory, and you didn't move out fast enough, and so the gator's going to tear off the easiest parts first, which are usually the legs. Well, here here right after we get the top of the hour, I want to come back and talk about the public water hunt because the application period is in. But I have been on the hunt before and watched an alligator come out, grab another alligator, and throw him five, six feet in the air. Just throw him in the air. And... Then there was a one alligator one year I was helping Glenn, and we caught it. It only had one leg left. I remember that. Yeah, one remember. leg left, yeah. and it had a broken tail. It couldn't swim straight, and it, it just it just was in sad. Looked sad like shape. a one, lo, like a one legged duck swimming. In a it was very bus. thin. I remember that one with a big but old we, head on that thing. But uh, we, we've all that was here, a mercy killing on it that was. one. All of us here have caught gators missing limbs and bobtails and things like that. It always happens. I, the skull that Eric has off that ten and a half footer he killed has a tooth mark right through the snout. Of course, a big hole. It's a rough life out there, being uh, you know, 
top predator lizard type thing. So, <laughs> Especially I, I, so I don't think anybody competing. did that intentionally. I think it's like we're all speculating yeah. that it bounced out of a pickup truck or if it, it climbed out. It, climbed or, out. it got away and, from and somebody it, and it somehow. Got, yeah, and it got into the water. And, and who was you know, putting up the, uh, what was it, a grand? G- Gatorland was putting up a chunk and some other group was putting up a chunk. Why so, would they care? I mean, seriously, why would they care when uh, they're going to go – and you know uh, take much? the alligator and put it in a pond somewhere over there on Gatorland and exploit it. They're yes, gonna but, sell tickets but, to see but, it. By offering see, a th- but by offering a thousand dollars reward, <laughs> okay, by offering a big chunk of money on a reward, how many how many advertisements for Gatorland do of you see? Of course you got for free. And yeah. if nobody claims it, then you got all that advertising for and free. You, for free. And yeah, we're sure. and we're giving them some for free right now. <laughs> Because we're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but but See? we should start doing that. We should just start. You know, yeah. there's a million. There's a one point seven million dollar uh, uh, reward for anybody who's got information on uh, just exactly the exact number of red snappers that are swimming off the coast of West Florida. Or, or a picture, a good picture of Bigfoot. Or what is it they call them down here? Skunk ape. Skunk ape. Yeah. What is it they call them down here? You live here. <laughs> Whatever you know. How they, do you they, not know this? There's, there's names they got all sorts of names. Alabama has a different name. Every state has a different. name. And you name. know what? Here's the really sad part, ladies and gentlemen, listening on the radio. When I asked my cohorts who've been here for a thousand years, what was the uh, answer for uh, the old uh, Wayne Hammond commercial? Okay. And neither one of you knew what it was. I live in Lakeland. I don't Sweet, live out here. But Sweet, you know who else lives out in Lakeland? Gordon. Speed boats to mini billy goats. Yeah, speed boats to billy goats. Ha! You just, I, I, you just, you, you just made that up. You I, just got the same text that I did from from Gordon because oh, otherwise, no, no, no. I asked you, and you said you didn't know. I did. I just turned around and thought. I don't see anything. Exactly. How? How about was it was it turned uh, around and thought speed boats mink coats to billy goats? No, <laughs> that's not what it was. From speed boats to billy goats is what it was okay, in the old well, commercial. Okay, yeah. So now it, so, I guess we could do speed. I don't know what rhymes with oh boats. Wait, no, we got to get Brooksy to do a new one. Oh, we got to make him uh, come up with a new rhyme right off the bat. Yeah, from speed boats to. Bales of oats. I don't know what he go with. Snook to Brooks. To, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He'll come up with. He'll come up with something. I guess. I don't but. know. Uh, also, uh, during the uh, hour number three, a couple of things I wanted to get into. One of them is, uh, of course, the future of meat. We want to talk about the future of meat here in the United States of America. Uh, we, Clean talk, topic. We could talk about the little lady who got uh, whacked by a shark out there while she was paddleboarding, which I really don't know how that happens. And uh, some scientists are predicting, speaking of the trout redfish ban, some scientists and people are saying that the oceans will be empty of fish by the year 2048. They're insane. I'll give you more information on that when we do the uh, third hour. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see them today because, as you heard, they're doing the big trade-in. They'll buy your car. They'll buy your vehicle. They'll do all that kind of good stuff. Or if you want to trade in a jet ski, motorcycle, RV, boat, car, whatever, it's all there. We'll see you in a minute. Bye.